What's poppin' you guys? It's your girl SJ and I'm here with my good homie Jeff. And today we have another Oscar Choisy for you. That my French was awful, but we have another Oscar pick for you this week. It's called Maestro and it stars Bradley Cooper. Uh, Jeff had something to drink that he didn't like, but that's all right. Anyways, guys, stay tuned and <laughs> as we review Maestro for you. Welcome back, guys. It's your girl, SJ, and I'm here with my good pal, Jeff. And this week, we have another Oscar choice for you. We are doing Maestro, and it is nominated for a Best Picture this year. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? Give us a skinny on this one. Well, <clears throat> it had a budget of $80 million, and it brought in at the box office uh, just under 500000 I'm not sure if it was a widespread release. It looks like it wasn't uh, a, a very big release. So I'm not sure where they plan on making the money from. I wonder if they this was a tiff. A lot of a lot of these Oscar movies, because I think Killers of the Flower Moon started it at Toronto Film Festival. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think I think it that's where it was first shown. So maybe so that's where. It was written and directed by, well, it was directed by Bradley Cooper and it was written by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer. It stars Carrie Mulligan, Bradley Cooper, and Matt uh, Borner. Bomer? Bomer. Matt Bomer. Bom Bomer? Yeah. Yeah. And if we're, it's the road to the Oscars. So the nominations are Bradley Cooper, actor in a leading role, Carrie Mulligan, actress in a leading role. Uh, cinematography, makeup and hairstyling, um, best picture, sound, and writing original screenplay. Seven nominations. Okay. Um, okay. Should we get into it? Yep. Should we get into the popcorn? I paradise of it all i'm shocked i actually found a popcorn paradise for this i found one okay jeff give it what is it whoever did the makeup in this is amazing okay the old man makeup old man brad i almost didn't recognize him it was amazing the makeup in this give it the oscar now it deserves it they took Bradley Cooper from looking his middle age, 40-ish, 45-ish, 50, whatever his age is. They brought him down to his mid-20s. They brought him all the way up to late 60s, early 70s, maybe even 80s, depending on how old he is in the final couple scenes. You can't really tell. But they yeah. age-spanned this guy with makeup. This doesn't strike me as a very high CGI movie. So they no. did makeup. Uh, they they aged him from 20 to 70 and they did an incredible job incredible. yeah i i tend to agree uh with the old man makeup uh terrific with the aging makeup for sure um and it wasn't just him like everybody like even his his wife in the movie yep same thing 
the hair, the makeup. Great. They really, they, made they her really, really did. Young, then they made her look old. It was, yeah, it was, it was fabulous. Yeah, they really did a good job at making you feel their age as as you're going through the movie for sure. Um, I also they kind of did the same thing with how they shot in black and white at the beginning. Do you notice they shot black and white? And as we go through the years, they start to add more and more color. And I mean, we've seen this in other movies, but I think it was really effective in this movie, you know, kind of cool. Um, yeah, and I also liked, uh, like, so we talked about Brad Cooper, but I also liked seeing Sarah Silverman in this movie. Did you notice her in, in this movie? She had His like sister? a little part. Yeah, yeah. His sister is yeah. sister. Um, so it was kind of nice to see her as not a comedian, like in kind of a not comedian role. Uh, she, was still a, she was still a very extrovert character. Right, like right, right. It, She was loud in the movie. She wasn't conventional. She yeah. wasn't like yeah. a conventional type character. It yeah. Really, it was like she was the outcast in that cast. She yeah. Did, like she, she was fine. Like I'm not saying she didn't belong in the movie. But right, right. everyone else just seemed to be like this prim and proper acting and uh, for the most part. And then it was her who was kind of this loud, which is fine. It was, it's okay. Um, yeah. And going, I want to talk more about Bradley Cooper. I want to say, like, I was surprised. I mean, obviously Bradley Cooper, we've seen him in a bunch of things and he's a good actor. We all know he's a good actor, right? But to be honest with you, I've never really cared too much for him like I'm just like whatever you know yeah. um he, I feel like he's a method actor though I feel like he studied the crap out of Leonard Bernstein before he went into this I mean obviously he's directed it and he's written it so he must have like a true love of this composer um this music composer I don't know how musical he is I know he did that other movie with Lady Gaga that was uh, A Star is Born. Yep. And um, yeah, so he must be really into music then uh, in order to write something like this. I feel like Bradley Cooper does a great job at showing this composer and how complex of a person he is. I would say this is my biggest popcorn paradise um and he wrote, towards the ending he wrote and directed a star is born oh did he do yeah. that as well yeah same okay, as this movie. so he yeah, must be and he must really love music because he keeps picking these projects you know to work on but um yeah and towards the ending his wife shows up at one of his shows and you can definitely see the love between the two of them they do a really good job at at showing that um I, I, I feel like Brad Cooper is the best part of this movie, to be honest with you. And I, I think he is deserving of kind of a an Oscar. That's kind of one of my popcorn paradises. Like, I, I feel like the, uh, his acting deserves to be nominated as a, uh, a actor in, in that category, for sure. Jeff, do you have any popcorn paradise? I, I have no other popcorn paradise for this movie sorry aye, aye, aye. okay the makeup, the makeup was it okay um 
there's also a scene I have like my I'm just looking at my notes here and it says not knowing that Leonard Bernstein was gay I noticed that from the beginning they had these little moments between some of the male characters and I was like um you know what are they trying to imply it wasn't it wasn't quite clear but then they were like rubbing on feet and stuff like that and I, I kind of straight up kissing guys well, you, after as we it, get get into it that, a little bit more, you kind of um, there's kind nothing of, wrong with that. I'm that's not no there's nothing no. Wrong I was just completely I just didn't know where they were going with it at first, like I because I didn't know anything about this character. Apparently, he was openly gay, even though he was married and he still wanted to be married and with a family, and he loved his wife, but he still had this other life that you know she apparently she might have known about. We don't. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't hide that he was gay, but he also didn't advertise it, right? So I found that interesting that he had like a bit of this double life. And so you 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 really start to see that probably when he once he meets his wife and you know, they're kind of settled settled in a little bit, and I think married, then then you start to see these little things coming out where you're go you're going, oh. And I felt bad for her because I'm like, how I would I could never be with someone like that. I, I, I he wasn't. She stuck. No, she, she didn't. Which was kind of nice because back in the day, I feel like a lot of couples did that, even like through thick and thin. They just kind of held on, you know. I must say, I like how they portrayed how passionate Leonard Bernstein was about his music. Like that really came across loud and clear for sure and you know what jeff that's all i have for popcorn paradise which is a lot i think i gave it i gave it a lot yeah uh so shall we get shall we get into our popcorn present jeff Ooh, here we go come on bring it out okay this movie was boring i'm not into that kind of music i don't know if you can I don't know if you can see my notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said these biography films are so boring. I yeah. have a yawny face emoji. Yeah. And I said, I can't do another one. Yeah. <laughs> it was so boring. And yeah. I knew, I knew, you know, after they showed that beginning scene where they introduced him and he's giving like this interview at the piano. I was like, and it was black and white. I'm like, God, I hope it's not black and white through the whole movie. And then my next thought was, God, if this is like Oppenheimer, I'm going to poke my eyes out. <laughs> there was just, and it wasn't like Oppenheimer. It was different. It wasn't as long. Felt like, felt like I was aging with Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> there was a legit a point where I was watching in the movie and I'm just like, it was, I think one of the, I think it's when they were at the party and we first see his daughter who oh, yes. has grown up and mm -hmm. she's maybe a teenager or early twenties. And she was asking permission uh, from her mom to be able to, I don't know if she's singing or what she was doing with this person. And at that point I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, we're getting to the end. He's older, you know, this is great. And you know, I, I, we hit the remote and I look and I'm like, oh, there's still an hour and 12 hour minutes left. of this movie. 
I'm not even halfway through it, and I've already felt like I've watched it for three hours. Oh, God. I know. I I definitely felt that way, too. It was, it was, oh, boy. I, I, I want to say it this way. Look, Bradley Cooper, if you're watching, I understand that you put a lot of hard work into this, and I am not saying that your movie is trash. Your movie is nominated for seven Oscars. Your movie is a great movie for somebody, but it's right. not for me. It's, it's not. not for me. I'm not going to pretend that it's for me. And it's not for Jeff. It's not. No, I'm sorry. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't a movie for me. Like, it was, it was, uh, it was, I was a snooze fest. I have to be entertained. And there was nothing entertaining about this. So you know, I feel like the last 45 minutes had a little something something it like gave us a little something something but prior to that it was it felt like the like three hours and a day it was just it was draggy um yeah keep going jeff what what else you got I, I, everything that was other than the makeup it's all, all okay so let me let me touch on the makeup now and the, the acting brad brad's acting was great it was great Terrific. Uh, there is no denying that Brad Cooper acted his butt off in this movie. Yeah. Respect. Give him his flowers. I would be okay with that. I would be like, yeah, he earned it. But let's talk about the makeup now. So the makeup was good when he was like older and as they were aging and stuff. However, there were moments where they did like close-ups on it where I was scared. Like it was too much. Like you could tell it there was like prosthetics on and stuff. And it just was scary. It reminded me like a witch in the woods gonna steal children or something. Like it was just it was weird. It was too much. But I must say, as as he got as he aged that makeup looked more and more realistic to me. I don't know why it was like that, but I, it's just a little thing that I saw. It, it, it doesn't really take away. It's just, I noticed that for sure. I also want to ask, like, is this a thing? They made it feel like every entertainer or anyone in like a theater or a composer or music, musically inclined, every man is gay in Hollywood or, or whatever industry they're in. They made it seem like that. And I I felt like, is this how it is in Hollywood? Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, believe me, I don't. I just found it very, like the way they put it out there. I, I mean, maybe it's because that was his lifestyle. So we're seeing it from, and we're also seeing it from his point of view, I guess, because he's telling the reporters about his life so maybe that's why we see that but I, I listen if it's I don't know is it like that you guys tell me I, I have no idea um but I found that interesting the way they port portrayed that kind of the life you know um I wonder if it's more of a just a um you hang out with your people like you're always around right. people and your type of people. And right. maybe that's just who he chose to hang out with. Yeah. And I think, I think because he's telling the story, mm -hmm. 
that's maybe why it seems that way but yeah, yeah i mean it, it could be it was just very interesting the way they um the way it came off um but yeah i, I mean it's cool but i i was just curious was like uh, is everyone i mean everyone in theater gay no no can't be there's oh, also yeah. straight straight men that are in theater right like that's not a stigma is it i have, I have no idea anyways Moving on, the, now I want to talk about the the old man, the old man parts, right? I thought the movie would have been a little more interesting if he, the old version of him had a little more presence in this movie and they kind of went back and forth with him kind of doing the storytelling. Okay. Almost like a Titanic moment. I feel like, but the story is different. So um, I just would have thought, I, I just thought it would have been a little more interesting to see it. Cause you, because they show him as an old guy at the beginning giving the interview and then they show him at the end giving the interview. And that's mm -hmm. all you kind of see of that part of his life, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting. I mean, I know it implies that he's talking to the cameras but i really didn't feel that way so i don't know why they would have put the beginning part and the end part in like it just didn't make sense to me but i can i can get that i can understand that yeah yeah i don't know oh my last popcorn prison and then you can add whatever you need to add i felt like he mumbled a lot and there were times when I didn't understand him, especially when he had the cigarette in his mouth. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I wish I was going to put the subtitles on. Like, legit was going to put the subtitles on. I was like, hmm, this guy speaking English? Because I feel like I understood Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon better than him sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, tough to hear him sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I wish it was a little more clear. Like, I wish there was, but maybe that's the way he spoke. I don't know. But I wish they would have found some way to make it um, a little clearer to understand in the movie. Oh. My last my last popcorn prison, and, you know, this is more of a nitpick because I, I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to change anything. I don't think Hollywood's going to change. But, man, there's a lot of smoking in these movies. Like he was, well, I think at that time it was nonstop. A, yeah. And I think that's because I think that's what it was back, th back in the day. Like sure. it's not like now, but nonstop. Did they have to put it in? Like did they have to put he it has yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. in the entire movie. Ah, uh, yeah. He I must think... be smoking like three packs a day, four packs a day. Cause... Well, you know what that is because okay, so they're the he would be the generation after the war. Okay, would he? Sure. I think so. Don't Maybe. quote me on that, but I think so. It's around that time, and I think the generation that was in the war they smoked to get through their day, like mm. like chimneys, right in the mm -hmm. trenches. So when you see this next generation come up, I think they you know they've spent that time watching the previous generation smoke their brains out right yeah 
I, and for legit reasons, you know, I get it. Yep. But um, it's not like us, how like maybe our parents smoked, but maybe they didn't. Like it was less, you know, I mean, my dad smoked, but then we used to hide his cigarettes all the time. He used to get vexed <laughs> with us. But, um, but like we don't, none of my sisters, I don't smoke. Like it's just not a thing for us, you know? Yeah, but it's funny how you see that change through the generations for sure. Yep. Um, what else you got? Is that the last one? That's, that's it. That's all I got for this movie. All right, should we do the popcorn uh, rating? Yep. All right, you you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first. This right, movie, do it. without even uh, putting in a lot of thought, uh, it was an easy extra small for me. Ooh. Yep. Ooh, do we okay. have an extra small? I think we have an extra small. Yeah, we do. I, th- yeah. I think we do. Yeah. Um, the makeup, so the makeup and um, the cinematography and the acting, they they kind of make this the uh, the extra small instead of the kids for me. So, right, the kids is bigger. No, the kids is smaller. Smaller. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Kids is smaller. Um, I feel yeah. like. Bradley Cooper saved this movie a little bit and like you said the cinematography and there were aspects of this movie that were kind of interesting so I'm grappling with this and I've actually kind of changed it a little bit but I'm gonna go with a small but like on the larger end like just kind of like creeping up towards a medium you know because there were things that saved this movie but uh this is a this is a hard pass Ciola for me <laughs> but brad cooper i must say brad cooper deserves a nom good for him uh you know i wish him all the best of luck so i guess that brings us to the mom joke of the day woohoo woohoo the good part I wouldn't say that. I shouldn't say the good part, but um, what's Beethoven's favorite fruit? Fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, Come on, Jeff. You got it. You got this one. No idea. Banana. Okay. All right. <laughs> you can check us out on YouTube, and we're on Spotify. Uh, for social media, we have TikTok and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah, so that's where yeah. you can find us. Thank you, lovelies, for watching, and uh, we're out for another week. Popcorn Patrol out. Peace. Awesome. Thank you.